Again, welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. It's our Christmas episode, 2022. Woohoo! We're gonna have what kind of of a show we have in? uh, We're gonna have a really big show today. That's right. That's the Puerto Rican Santa Claus, also known as Louis Rodriguez, host of Rodriguez Rants. There's a a new episode out now, so go check that out. And it's the uh, the deluxe episode of the Nancy Rant. So (laughs) you want to make sure you go check that out. My little elves are working hard this year. <laughs> <laughs> the, the elves was me. I'm, I'm all the elves. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> the workshop and the Keebler elves. <laughs> no, we we we're, we're in a fight with the, their union. Um, oh, that's fair. The tree. That's el- no, the tree we don't. Those, we can't talk about that on camera. Those tree elves are awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're better than the gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that feller at the end of the table, across from Louie. You you know him, you love him. Uh, well, hopefully you love him, uh, but you I, you certainly know him because you're watching this program and, and you watch his too. The host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Hey everybody, Merry <laughs> Christmas! Thank you, Josh. Welcome. And uh, going to tell us the story of of uh, the birth of Christ. My father, yeah. he's a uh, the the man of the hour, uh, man of the hour. host of More on the Moor, yeah. Gary Moore. Nice to hey be here. We're going to have a good time. Like how far want, are you going to get into the birth of Christ? Oh man! Oddly <laughs> enough, man, if you if you really look at it, I'd have to start at Genesis and work my way through. I was just want to make sure we weren't going medical <laughs> journal deep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's those details. I think are are, I, are set I will, aside. <laughs> I will keep it clean. He was dirty, and Mary had to clean him. I like it. <laughs> so um, a short line from the chosen. Yeah. But yes. Uh, yeah. No. We're we're going to hit the. The uh, nativity, um, not to be mistaken with the, yes, the nativity. He's like, don't um, hit the nativity. <laughs> <laughs> there so is no room at the inn here for you. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's a, it's definitely a beautiful story, and it's, it is only a portion of the story. Humble that, beginnings. Yeah. The humble beginnings, but it is only a, a small portion of the rest of the story. So um, for those of us that are old enough to know, um, now I'm Alzheimer's enough that I done forgot his name. Um, and the rest of the story, we're going to get into a little bit of that also. <laughs> that was Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Oh, Paul Harvey. Paul, Paul Harvey with the rest of the story. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to look at the beginning. We'll look a little bit at the uh, middle, but in the end, we we know the end result and know our final destination for those that love the Lord. So if you don't mind, can we get into a little bit of prayer and then we'll get yeah. in? Unless you've got some broadcasting advertisements you oh, need to get done. yes. Uh, uh, what did you say? I want to say that. So, uh, you know, I know you're a fan of Faith, Family, and Politics because you're, you're watching right now and certainly you're uh, a fan of everything Revolver Broadcasting. So make sure that you're not only hitting that subscribe button or the follow button, depending upon whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, or anywhere you download your audio podcasts. Um, but make sure that you're also hitting that notification bell so that you know when we're on. Um, cause, and even then that's tricky. I mean, yeah. sometimes you hit it and you get it like I'm getting people telling me they're getting it three days later. Yeah. And, and I'm, we're on the same team and right. I don't get your notifications till later in the afternoon. It's like four hours later, three hours later sometimes. And I know when you post because you've told me YouTube do better. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're watching you, Susan, <laughs> so particularly, pair of Santa Clauses. You don't want to, they know you when you're sleeping. They know when you're awake. That's not a threat. 
<laughs> That's just how it is. Yeah. We've known this since we were kids. <laughs> Don't right. mind the gray beard. It uh, comes in white. I have a summer look <laughs> that, that is a little darker, a little, little sexier, a little, little more studly. Uh, it slowly gets into the white the closer it gets. So yeah, I, I feel like that's like a sandals and boating Santa look you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, it's nice to know we're not the only one that's rocking a little bit of white in his beard. Who's who's that? Well, I mean, you can definitely see the gray that's slowly. For those who are listening on mustache. audio, you're going to have to watch the video in yes, order to get you're this have joke. To watch the video, yes, it is definitely a. Visual <laughs> There's no one. gray in this beard. <laughs> None whatsoever. None that, whatsoever. Let's go ahead and have a word prayer. of prayer. It must have been snowing. Yes, <laughs> gracious heavenly Father, we give you praise, Lord, on our first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to sit around the table, Lord to uh, enter into our podcast, Lord. Let this episode just be a blessing to those that watch it. Let let each and every listener and viewer receive something from the episode tonight, Lord. We just give it all to you. In Jesus' blessed and holy name, amen. Amen. Now, if we do jump in, we will jump in to Luke chapter 2, and I'll try to kind of work through a little bit. I'll read and kind of work through it, but there's quite a bit going on there. Um, If you look in Isaiah, and I will have to, the magic of TV will bring up a reference later on that will show up on the screen somewhere that will (laughs) reference what chapter and verse in Isaiah, but it identifies that a, a son will be born. It's the magic you of know, Christmas. A, a child sense. will be born, yeah. a son will be given, and the, the government will be upon his shoulders. Oh. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, uh, Mighty God, uh, Prince of Peace, and I believe a couple other names. So we've got a reference to the birth of Christ coming. But here we are. Um, Mary has been given the great gift, the opportunity, the Holy Spirit, and who is in the line of David also. Both her and her husband are in the line of David, and they've been given this great opportunity to be the the uh, parents of the Son of God. So we come, and it came to pass. Um, she is pregnant, and they're getting ready. We're getting ready to get to the nativity scene here. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus. He's not the greatest Caesar, but he was he was for his day that all the world should be taxed. Sounds familiar, don't it? Mm. Uh, they're constantly taxing everyone, not pointing any fingers, federal government. Yeah. And this taxing was first made oh, when... Are you okay? Uh, you had to clear your throat there? Yeah, just well, a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Serenus was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. So, you know, if, if they ran a tax like this, I'd have to go back I'd have to head back to Kokomo and then take a right, or actually take a left, so I could go back into my city of birth, technically, um, my home city. Anyway, let's get back in here. getting stretching it out just a little bit. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. David was the great king. 
and it identified uh, God identified to David that his kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. There would there would be one that would reign on the on the throne of David that would come from his seat, um, from his um, from his lineage. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Now I want you to get a picture of these swaddling clothes. These were basically rags. These, these This wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't a new blanket. Uh, when, it wasn't a Nike or a warm no, blanket. No, <laughs> no it, it was it was it was dirty rags. <laughs> Those L's weren't around then. No, no. Oh, so uh, then it was Converse. If it was dirty rags. Was yeah, <laughs> good possibility. And uh, so, but they would. Um, one of the things is you would also in wrapping them up. It was kind of also to protect their joints as as they're as they're growing and everything. So you'd kind of almost mummify him up just a little swaddle. bit swaddle yeah. and uh and laid him in a manger and so many people just kind of think of this this warm container that he's sitting in i mean it um there may have been some fecal matter that could have been on it i don't know uh, but it wasn't a it wasn't well that would make it warmer a, a, yeah well it wasn't <laughs> even his so i mean when we really look at it when any of us came into the world, we had a bed to go lay in. Christ didn't. He had he had a feed trough. I mean, let's let's bring it down to reality. A feed trough. So let's. Um, everyone thinks of a manger as is kind of a beautiful symbol, um, but it was dirty. If it, there was hay, and they may have had the opportunity to put fresh hay in it, they could have done that and. I venture to say that would have been the case that they would have done. Could um, have been sheepskin. And if he would have been uh, one of the first. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because there was no room for them in the inn. And uh, now here's something that's really beautiful. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the fl- their flocks by night. So sheep herders. And a lot of people ask the question, you know. What was significant about the sheep herders? Why were they the first ones? So we're going to, let me go ahead and read in a little bit further. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not, which is a very key statement. 365 times in scripture, fear not is written. So for every day of the year, You've got a fear not to reference to. I don't know why, but when you said fear not, I was imagining in my mind, um, oh boy, from It's a Wonderful Life. Mary, Mary, fear fear not there, Mary, uh, for I bring you great tidings of joy. (laughs) And if if you just stick around with me there, Mary, I'll... I'll last through that moon and just pull it right down down here for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. And, yeah. uh, which was a movie that did not make our list last year, I do believe. Uh, no, it did not. So, no. so. You know, oh, shucks. <laughs> you know, it must not be one of the greats. Huh? Yes. I'm, we're going to run with that. <laughs> 
someone still has a bitter thorn about got, that. Those got, picks <laughs> got, got beat uh, out. Got beat yes. out by Nightmare Before Christmas for some yes. reason. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you: you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angel angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem to see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Now, the interesting thing, and I think it's one of the things, and there's another pastor that is going through um, the series and kind of referencing the fact, why the shepherds? Well, keeping in mind, if if you've got your Bible open, If you run back up to the top, it says, because he was of the house and lineage of who? David. David, Who was anointed king, and what was his job working for his father, Jesse? The shepherd. He was a shepherd. Yeah. So it was just kind of fitting that kind of came back full circle. It was like, um, you know, Jesse, when Samuel came to anoint one of his sons king, he didn't even bother to call David. David wasn't even worthy. He was the youngest. He was the runt of the family. He just left him out in the field with a sheep. And Samuel's looking at all the different, all his different brothers and everything. Oh, yeah, this one. God said, no. Oh, this one. No. This one. No. Finally, he gets to the end of the line. He looks over at Jesse. He's like, you got any more kids? Yeah, got my youngest. He's out. Bring him. So was uh, so what, so. Did it, does it have any of David's brothers' names in in, in there? I don't, I don't recall. Um, yes, it does reference a couple of his uh, brothers' names. We're, we're just gonna, for argument's sake, we're gonna say one of his brothers' names is Buzz. And be like Buzz, I got your shepherd's hook. You better come out and pound me. Exactly. <laughs> I really okay. thought you were going to steal my line here, my joke. Oh, go ahead. I was going to go, okay, we found, we, we heard all about Jesse's sons, but what about Jesse's girl? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I believe he did have some sisters, but I won't. They weren't foretold in scripture. <laughs> they don't count. <laughs> um, but, but Alan wishes he had yeah, Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. Yeah. I understand that one. <laughs> But um, so I kind of always, this other preacher was kind of running through that, and he was kind of running through, and it was like it just kind of dawned on me. It was like, what was David before he was king? He was a shepherd. What was Moses doing before God called him? Oh, yeah, a shepherd. He was a shepherd. Mm -hmm. So God has a special place for the shepherd. They needed to break into cattle earlier. I'm sorry. They did. All those cow farts would have destroyed our earth by now. <laughs> That's true. Yes, for for thousands of years, 
cows have been around. They weren't farting back then. Apparently not. I, I blame it on the um, illegal feed additives that are being put into the food. GMOs and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. All, all those all those growth hormone chemicals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely something that Jesus did not have to deal with no. there in the Yeah, manger. I don't think there was any genetically modified um, <laughs> things that being added back then. But um, as we kind of, as you kind of look in further into this, we see he runs, he, um, the eighth day when it comes time for him to be circumcised and uh, receive his name. It's kind of interesting. It's like, man, you can't leave the hospital without naming your kid. You know, it's like, we've got to have a name for the kid. We've got to be able to fill out the birth certificate. No, no. Well, they just speed up the process. They do the circumcision and name on the same day, but they do it that day. Yeah. They're like, ah, seven more days. Let's just do it today. Yeah. Except for Joshua, you know, I don't think he, his parent had a name. It was Joshua, son of none. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and when eight days were accomplished for uh, the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus. Now, we get on down. Um, there was 40 days that had to go by. Um, the child had to grow a certain amount and Mary had to run through a purification, um, that she had to go through. Um, so she, they are bringing in anytime a woman would, her first child would be a a son. I believe it was pretty much with any son, um, that they would have to bring in the appropriate sacrifice, um, because they were of, uh, meager wealth. Um, which basically means when they discuss one percenters in the government, they talk about the ones that are making millions when we really know it's the one percenters really in essence include a lot of us also, but we're, and, and a lot of us are just above poverty line. So they were of meager, meager wealth. So their uh, what they would need to bring in was a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So they're they're coming in. There is a man that is uh, was devout in um, Jerusalem, and in fact, I'll read. Uh, I'm in uh, Luke chapter two, verse twenty five. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, because God had made a promise to him, and um, it. It was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And there's, there is someone else in Scripture that um, I really thought was very beautiful that got to see something that um, it basically was what we haven't seen yet, and that's the end times and what will take place. Um, Peter was asking, you know, Jesus had kind of tested him a bit and said, Hey, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter was like, yes, I do. Jesus like feed my sheep. Do you really love me? Yes, I love you. Feed my sheep. And, uh, you know, asks him that three times. He answers. He's like, you know, you know, all you're the beginning and the end. And, uh, so he goes through. And he says, okay, so you, you've told me what I'm supposed to do. What about the one that's leaning on your breast right now, on, on your chest right now? And he's like, you know, 
it doesn't matter what I ask of him. If I want him to see my return and the things that are coming, then, you know, that's no value to you. I've given you your task, feed my sheep. And when you look at the book of Revelation, who wrote the book of Revelation? John, the brother to James, sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, they were known as. Um, See, he, he wants this information and everything, and he's like, feed the sheep. And then to see him walk out, kick a rock, feed the sheep, feed the sheep, kicks a rock. <laughs> but he does it. <laughs> In all honesty, he was, <laughs> Peter was one of those guys that he was, he was very savvy, but yet he was very backwoods also. And, and that's kind of the beautiful thing of it is, is he got it, but he wanted it a specific way. And when he, when it never took that place that way, it kind of, it defeated him. And that's why Jesus had to kind of come back and say, you know, I've got a job for you to do. How much do you love me? And, and when you look at that, there is a, um, there's three types of love. There is, um, the second one you've got, um, I love you in just a, a general fashion, which is almost a, a friendly love. And then you have what it would be listed as almost a uh, Philadelphia type of love or Philadelphia, which is brotherly love. And then you've got the last one, which is agape love, is 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 I, I love you with an everlasting love and a all encompassing an all encompassing love. It's like you know. Um, so when you when you look at that fashion, that's what he was trying to get him at. It's like let me know where you're at with me. Um, but so with that stated, John was able to write the book of Revelation and see the vision of the things to come and to see Christ's return and and be able to reference that to the church, the seven churches at the time and to us. So when you look at when you look at that, it just kind of brings it full circle with with John and his life. So when Jesus said, if you know, I want him to see it, he'll get to see it. And which kind of deflates a few people. You kind of like, well, wait a minute, John didn't get to see it. And then you kind of read through Revelation. It's like, no, actually, John did get to see it. And I was kind of one of those people. It's like, well, he kind of could have been called a lie. But then you remember, oh, wait, he did write Revelation. He did see the vision. So he knew what was coming. So in essence, he got to see it on the Isle of Patmos. So, and that is kind of, that kind of brings it to that full circle as to why Christ came as, as a, a babe in a manger was so that he could go to the cross to die for our sins. And then the completion of that was the empty tomb. So, I mean, literally if I was going to, to color, color a scene to, to really kind of um, bring to light the picture for this, it would be the, the the sun behind the scene of a manger of the cross and of the empty tomb. And I, I guess if I was going to do the picture that I had originally planned to do for you to bring on a flash drive that I didn't get done. Uh, so I think we have a... <laughs> Reindeer joining us. Yes, we've got reindeer. Oh, Journey uh, made her way into the studio. Yes. Um, so, but, German Shepherd. 
But the beautiful thing is, is Simeon, and this was, um, everyone places so much importance on Mary, but there was something interesting that Simeon had identified to her. And uh, let me get on down here. Um, and he came by the Spirit into the temple um, on this particular day. So he was like, you know, the Spirit was drawing him. It's like, okay, yes, you were here yesterday. Um, he may have kind of come in a couple days a week and so on. But anyway, the Lord let him in. And when he came in by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus uh, to do for him as um, after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people, of all people, a light to the lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at these things which was spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary specifically, Mary his mother. And this is something for all the mothers. Just This is kind of reality check. If you've got your mom and you got the opportunity to, to, to thank them and remind them that you love them, this, this here is, is a good reason why. Uh, blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. So he has just prophesied his death and his resurrection in this statement. But here's the thing that really kind of catches hold. For And for a sign which shall be spoken against. Ye... He's talking to Mary specifically. A sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that thou that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And that's one of the toughest things for a parent is is you know we're kind of built to the notion is I die before my child. I just hope that my child is of an age that. You know, it's not that I'm taken early. It's, you know, years down the road. Yeah. But in some cases, it's not. But then when you've got to go through that situation, your child, who's younger than you, you know, more than half, half year, or uh, less than half your age, has some form of cancer or has heart disease or dies of complications from a surgery or whatever it may be, a bad automobile accident or Maybe they have went down the wrong path. Or just got smart one too many Many times. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, kid. Straight to the moon. Bang, zoom. Yeah, bang, zoom. Why do you buy these brand new fluffy pillows? I just want you to sleep easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. K.O. K.O., yes. So, um, but just kind of hearing that and... um, it just really kind of strikes home. It's just she's getting ready, knowing full well who she gave birth to. So the angel has come to her, and uh, in fact, let's see here, Gabriel. Alan's having trouble here. He's uh, he sees Santa Claus across from him. 
<laughs> it's just overlooked. <laughs> I used to stay up all night trying to see Santa Claus. Bam! He's hoping he gets something this year. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> what are you getting him, Louie? What are you getting him? Cole's back order. I don't know. Cole's on, by, yeah, Cal, Cole's on back order. It's coming in from Russia. I'm going to have to look into my crystal ball and see how good or bad he was. Yes. But um, so with that said, I mean, we've, we can see just in that statement alone everything that he blessed them with was referencing to the fact that his birth and his death will all be to the glory of the people. So well, we got to go through our life and just kind of remember so many people want to leave him, um, you know, like Ricky Bobby, you know, little baby Jesus. Um, you know, so they're, they was like, well, he's still in the manger. No, he's far beyond the manger. And then you got so many that are like Madonna, who's like, well, he's a sexy guy on a cross. It's like, no, he came off that cross, went to a tomb, went to a borrowed tomb, rose again the third day so he is victorious he has given us the victory that's why john three sixteen simply says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life christ came to give us everlasting victory all we have to do is accept him and so this time of the year we we look at when he was born, yeah. but in that same shadow was the cross that he was headed for from the day of his birth. I think it's it's kind of cool because, you know, he was the gift given to the world. Yes. And that symbolism carries over to Christmas tradition, us giving each other gifts. It's about the giving. Yes. It was the, the best gift given to us. Completely. And the culmination of that gift was at the cross, yeah. dying for our sins, and uh, the completion of uh, really giving that final destination aspect of it. We got the victory when he uh, came out of the grave. I just wish he didn't make us suffer just to get to heaven. I, I know it. I know it. The the tribulations we go through down here is is definitely tough and rough. Um, I thought you said it was Eve's fault, Louie. No. No. <laughs> it was Adam and Eve, huh? Adam and a Eve. Bit, little bit of Not Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Very much so. Oh, we don't know that. <laughs> That's not, how not my Bible the, reads. not in the scripture saying if she was a she, he, she, or not. Oh, uh, well, I think what he's going for is only he, a woman knows what a woman is, and you, you can't know unless you ask a woman. Well, yeah. I've seen where several people no have asked there. women what a woman is, and they couldn't manage to answer. So I, I, I'm sorry, ladies, if you can't answer whether or not you're a woman. Well, she was a woman. She had kids, so yeah. she was able to. So, but uh, I, I'm glad they did not have to worry about that stuff back then, to say the least. So I am well pleased with the direction of the message. Christ has come, and he is risen. Yeah. So, oh, well, I think we can go over into the family portion then. Yeah. Talk about a little bit of uh, Christmas tradition, right? Um, so I was talking about, like, gifts, giving gifts, and it's a Christmas tradition. Now, uh, Louis, I know that you talked about you didn't always get, get Christmas and stuff growing up. So, like, but last year we started a new tradition with Louis here at the house, with and, and, and Dad, you and Mom came, and yeah. 
and good friend Daniel came, and we all got together, and we had... We broke bread. Yeah, we had a good meal, and uh, how, how good was that meal, Louie? It was good. I wish you would have let me bring it up, but you jumped <laughs> right in there, buddy. <laughs> but, um, yes, it was great. It was good dinner. I enjoyed it, and I had a great Christmas that day with you guys. Amen. Spend yeah. my time with my family. That's right. We love you, brother. Absolutely. And uh, I wish Alan was there, but yeah. he had things to do. Yeah, probably. Most likely. <laughs> He's always busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy some days. <laughs> Sometimes we just see a lasso come in and it just ropes him around the waist and he just disappears. And we're like, hey, he's off to do something else, I guess. <laughs> the life of the laughing libertarian is never. never, never I just want to sleep. Never a dull moment. I just want to sleep. That's all I want. Hey, I there's plenty you. of time for, there's well, plenty of time for the rest that will be keep, needed. They keep shoving me in front of people. I can't sleep. <laughs> I remember Louie telling uh, Laura about that about that meal though, because he's. It, what, what did you tell her? But I told her she if she could have that same meal this year, I would gladly appreciate it because it was great last year. Yeah, he was uh, dreaming about it, right? Yeah, I was. He wasn't that. dreaming of a white Christmas. He was, he was, dream, dream, he was dreaming of white, white gravy on. <laughs> <laughs> Puerto Rican Santa, I have to say, your mustache is so far off to the right, it looks like a typewriter getting ready to go back over. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> can't always be perfect. Uh, you know, I can't have a glorious beard like that. Mine's so patchy. I'm just jealous. <laughs> yeah, my nickname for Alan is Patches. That's true. Patches McGee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you many could jokes. dodge a wrench you could dodge a ball so, so many jokes that can only be said on my show <laughs> anyway Certainly. christmas back to that yeah, sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about christmas traditions and um yeah we we've uh we tried to start a few here with laura and i because i mean it's it's kind of changed over years. His dad with growing up, we yeah, used to go. Yeah, in the end, mom's house. When the end, you get to a certain age. Once you get married, then there there is there has to be some adjustments in in what Christmas looks like. So wake up, shoot Roman candles each other in the house. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, oh. absolutely. Somewhere, <laughs> yeah. somewhere, someone is absolutely doing that. Alan uh, does that at his house, apparently. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm divorced twice. <laughs> oh, I make it to Christmas every time. <laughs> but I get those gifts. Then I have to give them half. <laughs> Thanks for my four gifts. Here's two. I don't know what's in them. Good luck. You bought them. Shake it. <laughs> yeah, that one's broken. You can have it. That sounds expensive. <laughs> Here's some more Roman candles. Yeah, yeah shake another one. VCR. I, I, I might have it's vintage. I'll keep that. <laughs> You can sell that to the that, hipsters. That will resell very well. That's four hundred dollars to a guy with beard oil in. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not using beard oil. <laughs> you know um, what? If the Hodge twins see that and they feel some kind of way, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I think they're big boys. They can handle themselves. They can handle. Here. I think they're yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're liberal snowflakes, so I think you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think that's I think it's one of Louis's favorites to watch Hodge Twins. Yeah. Don't know them. 
Sådan der var noget, der, yeah, we're gonna have a really good oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so his brothers from another mother. Um, yeah, so back to the Christmas traditions, yeah. So I was talking about, like, going. we used to go to, you know, yeah. just you and mom's, and now James hosts at his house. And so we all get together over there. So that's that's, that's a big change of uh, Christmas tradition, showing going to the different houses to... Is he the MC? Does he have like a mic the whole time? He's like a really good host, like a show host. No, no. he he doesn't. No. He doesn't. There's do no this. show host. <laughs> no. Uh, we never get enough material written. There's never a, <laughs> there's never a stand up comedian can't to kind of can't get a know. good time slot. Yeah, no, just can't get a good time slot. I think we all just kind of file in. We we try our best to eat uh, before Peyton starts begging for gifts opening. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody, let's open gifts. Peyton, we just got here. All right, everybody. Let's open gifts. Yes. Peyton, I just went to the bathroom after just getting here because it's cold outside. <laughs> right. And based upon the weather report, it ought to be a pretty cool Christmas coming up. <laughs> so we'll just see. It may even be a white Christmas. And that was uh, that was probably one of my favorite. You know, the boys would ask, you know, what I wanted for Christmas. And it was like, I want a white Christmas. It was always, it's, always. That's not a answer. racist thing. It's snow on the ground. Uh, yeah. You know. yeah. That's what It'd he always asked for. First one in a long time, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The first one in a while. That's, yeah. That's a lot of pressure on children, man. I'm sorry. They're like, hey, I can make you a macaroni thing with some sparkles. You want a white Christmas? And they like, they're praying for it. They're watching the forecast. They're paying off the meteorologist with their birthday money. Yeah. <laughs> How much is that snow machine? Because if I can get it on the front lawn, that would rock. That's all I need. It's cutting out all the little paper squares and throwing it in front of the fan. Here you go, Dad. Look, Dad, if it snowed right here just for you. Just, yeah, just for me. And my mom's, and waxing up this snow. It's 72 degrees outside. I could think, oh, my goodness. Mom would be imagining of, cleaning it up. Yeah, one of my buddies, um, he'd, him and his mom had to head out to California um, to stay with one of her brothers for a little while, and it's it's seventy, and out there in California, seventy's kind of cold for them. But he's out in the pool, he's swimming, and um, there's a knock on the door, and they're like, "Hey, Jim, you know, go get the door." And so he runs to the door, and he opens the door, and this group of people start singing Christmas carols. <laughs> it's like it's not Christmas. He shuts the door. He says it's summertime. It's like L.A. It's always seventy in L.A. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain type of garb you should be wearing when you're when you're caroling, right? Yeah. Showing up in a t-shirt, flip flops, and sandals just doesn't sell it. No, to no, you. no, no. I want you. I want to know that you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Christmas spirit to me is I want to know you're caroling and doing this out of the, the graciousness of your own heart, and you're cold. So you're wanting total, full on Christmas with the cranks. Yeah, the carolers from Christmas <laughs> in the cranks. That's what you want. <laughs> That's like we will go. Like, I respect that. I'm like, whoa, I know you're freezing. That's horrible. Yes. I'll stand here and let you do your thing. That way, you know, you're not bothering my neighbors any longer. It's <laughs> like a scam call, right? Like the longer I keep you on the phone, the less people you get to call. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> that would, if there was something that I could do for a Christmas tradition, that would probably be one of them. It's been several years back. And I know this is kind of getting off topic, but it's just too funny of a story. The uh, the kids, I can't remember if they were visiting um, cousins or or if they was with their mom out shopping with uh, my mother-in-law. And uh, I get a phone call. 
I'm bored. You know, it's it's dial up. So you got to answer the phone. Otherwise, you're just being rude. So I answer the phone, and this guy's sitting there. He starts talking to me, and I, I, I'm bored at this point. I need something to do, entertain myself to something good comes on TV. <laughs> well, it's a telemarketer for a window company. And for those that know me personally, I've dabbled. I've been in the window and door industry <laughs> since 89. So 18, not 1889. I was the first one to whittle a shim. <laughs> I did. It now when I say, years. now when they say shim, it means something completely different. Yes. <laughs> Windows were made of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow that witch into the woods, Hansel. <laughs> Absolutely. So he's, he is he is going on about all the different things. I said, now I hear Loe and Argon is is the way. I said that's not like a a cell scam. I mean, clear glass should be fine. And he proceeds to go through and let me know. And he's like, no. With low E glass, it keeps your wife's curtains from getting um, faded. I was like, wow. I said, that's pretty good. So is it just a single pane of glass that's tinted? Uh, no. You can get it in two or three. And I'm like, man, three just kind of seems heavy. He's like, no, really it's not. The way we set up the system, it handles it. I said, it still sounds heavy. How do you, you know, balance that stuff out? So he said, well, I, you know, I don't really understand all the technical stuff. And I said, well, man, I said, this sounds pretty good. I said, wife's been hitting me up for new doors, too. He said, oh, we've got you covered. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I really don't want a primer door. He said, no, 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 no. We've got a line of paint. We can paint it whatever color you want. I'm like, nice. That'd be great. It's like, well, man, if I put a new door in and new windows, he's like, I'm reading your mind right now. You need siding too, don't you? I said, yeah, I got this old aluminum siding, and it's, you know, it's got dented up from a few storms. Oh, get you some like, vinyl, right? He says, we can get you into the double and triple vinyl. I said, double and triple? Exactly, what's that? He's like, well, it's the shape of it. And I was like, oh, shape of it? So it looks like lap siding, but it's vinyl. He's like, yeah. He's saying you can get a double to triple. What kind of double do you got? I mean, he's like, well, you can get it in flat or you can get it in a Dutch. I said, can I get the triple in a Dutch? He's like, well, yeah. He said, you know what? And I've had him on the phone for about an hour now. Just, just slowly working him in. He's working the drag a little bit. Little For those who are here. listening on audio, over here. he's over here. doing a fishing reel yes, I mime am. right now. I am. I've got him hook, line, and sinker. Ah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, well over an hour, I've got him on the phone. Wow. He's, he's, he's like, we're in the spot. He says, I need to get my salesman out there. We need to get you set up. He says, we've got financing. I said, oh, my gosh, you got financing. I said, that's totally great. I said, I know I could. I said, I don't have that kind of money up front i said so we, if we can do financing that'd be great and he's like we're definitely he says i'm not a salesman so i, I can't sell you the the sell you the job let me get a salesman out there and i said well i, said, I tell you what i work for b window i can do all this myself 
Oh, oh. <laughs> He'd done everything he could not to curse on that phone because I, I know I've done some telemarketing in my day when I was working for B Window and uh, because they needed extra help in the telemarketing. And uh, so you're in a room full of people, so you don't you don't blur out the f bombs and right and right. start cursing at a potential customer over the phone. And he's, he hung up on me, I said, <laughs> not not before I had the chance. I said, "Well, wait a minute." I said, "I don't know why you're getting mad at me. You called me. How dare he hang up on you?" <laughs> you know, and I, I worked for a marketing firm for a few months. The goal, and, and not just like telemarketing, a marketing firm. Yeah, and I have to say that like. Got paid a really decent wage, but also I got bonus. I had to be had to meet certain numbers, and I yeah. got bonuses if I got just people to talk to my salespeople. Yeah. So like a lot of times, I hate those calls, and I do ride them out. But if I can tell, like it's a very genuine, like the same situation I was in. The guy's like, "Look, I'm just trying. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to get you to this." Yeah. I'm like, sure, I'll uh, I'll schedule that call, right? Because I know he's going to get a bonus for it. And then when the person calls me, I'm just going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like this person doesn't even, you can always tell when they work for the company or when they're just working for like a, when you say like, where are you out of? And they're like, oh, I'm from a satellite office. We say it all the time. Like yeah. I'm in a satellite office in Indianapolis, you know, and, but our home office is actually in New Jersey or something like yeah. that. You're like, okay, cool. You're just trying to set me up and you need this. You need this for your bonus. So yeah. Give, how about Wednesday? What day? Uh, what what date? I, I don't care. How about a Wednesday? Just give me a Wednesday. And when they call, they're like, oh, did we talk to you? You talked to us and we set this up. Like, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah. Like, I don't care yeah. about you, but I want you to keep paying that marketing company. Yeah, I had some of that experience with like it was service chat over the computer. Okay. Instead of, you know, with the with talking to everybody. And so it was Are always- Are like, you telling us our host didn't actually talk to people? <laughs> right. It was it was difficult. It was very difficult. Um, But, you know, sitting in the room with all the other people that you're actually working with and- so let's say, oh, I didn't get my, I didn't get my shipping box. Oh, let me, let me make sure I get you over to our shipping department. And then I lean over and say, hey, uh, can you uh, get another box out? And it's <laughs> <laughs> That's great. When you're working in the small office, when you're making it sound like you're huge. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, like, I got to get a hold of my logistics. Hold get on, my logistics. Let department. me put you on hold. Hey, Earl, is that box, can we get another box loaded up for, for, Steven, yeah. I, I spoke to the logistics department and they said it's going out on freight tomorrow. <laughs> I've used those exact words. <laughs> Would you like that next day? If so, we can we could probably upgrade we that. We might be able to no work problem. that out. <laughs> and it goes in someone's pickup truck. <laughs> I I have delivered packages via my vehicle. It was my Jeep then. To yeah, I took them down to the FedEx <laughs> facility. <laughs> that's fantastic yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no, kind of like santa claus deliver, yeah. delivering christmas yes. Oh, yes. uh and while we're on that topic uh we're working in a studio out of a hundred and fifty thousand square feet facility it's massive just yeah. massive place probably the would you say it's like the the biggest and best place oh, is it that's fake news. I tell you, <laughs> we'd like to have the best studio. We'd like to have all the best things, but they tell me, they say, Josh, your, your studio, it's, it's quite small. It's in, it's in your home. You should, you should make some money. Maybe the viewers, if we had enough viewers, enough followers and uh, subscribers, you know. Hey, Santa Trump, how do you feel about selling some NFTs to upgrade the studio? <laughs> if, if, if he agreed to let his NFTs be a sponsor, I would totally spot that, but I'm not saying <laughs> That was really cool this week. Uh, Dad, did you catch that? 
that big announcement? No, I did not. Uh, so yeah, Trump is uh, selling NFTs of himself now. Um, I thought it was pretty fantastic. I just love what he said. I love what he's like, you could win some fabulous prizes, like, you know, dinner with me. I don't know if that's a great prize, but (laughs) I was like, like, that's fantastic. You can go go golfing with me and... It's great. He, just, he said you could have dinner with me. And he's like, I don't know if that's a great prize, but it's what we got. Get, on, really said, get on a got. personal Zoom call with me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know, but you know, get, get, collect these NFTs. The best president. I'm sure you're I'm your favorite president, right? I'm your favorite president of all time. Better than Lincoln. Better than Washington. And I'm like, yeah, he might have stepped over the bounds there. <laughs> well, seeing all the reports, all the like hardcore liberal reports I saw, it was. Former President Trump says he's better than Lincoln and better than George Washington. And I'm like, I watched the video. I'm like, dude, he's joking. Like, it's, he's obviously joking. It's so obviously, he's he's an entertainer first, right? Always. He always wants to, because he wants to draw you in. He's a salesman, right? He, he Talking about sales. And I mean, I guess that, that sales is part of a Christmas tradition, really, if you think about it, as far as America is mm-hmm. concerned. Because... Part yes. of the commercialization the, the, of Christmas. The com- commercialization of it. And just a simple fact that, man, we are a very consumer society here. They tell yeah. me that this year the sales on price, on gifts and all that is real low, low, low than ever. That uh, hardly people are spending money on gifts. They're spending more on groceries, gas. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why they're looking at Billy going, Billy, we doing a turkey for Christmas this year. <laughs> But it's turkey. Kid opens up a box. It's literally just, it's dinner. It's what dinner's <laughs> going to be. It's like when your dollar's worth 37 cents, son, this is what happens. It's like, oh, you're unwrapping your gift. Mom, dad, my gift's kind of cold. And you'd be proud of it. And yeah. You'd be happy for it. <laughs> it's still thawing, son. It's a hungry man. I said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Mom's going to put that in the oven here in a minute. We're going to have dinner. <laughs> we had to hit the food pantry twice. Thank God for Christians, right? Yes, amen. Seventy-one <laughs> percent of all charitable organizations. <laughs> yeah. Name another faith that can do that. Yeah. Oh, you can't because <laughs> there's seventy-one percent. <laughs> because if you do seventy-one and seventy-one, that's more than a hundred percent, and you could only do that in football. There you go. There you go. You can only give 150 percent football, but if you double us up, we we do give 142 (laughs) percent. So I guess it's over a two year period. We're 142 percent. Alrighty, that's how that works. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. That sounds like the same government math every time they want to do a tax break for for themselves. (laughs) Happy there's a whole lot of sales calls here and not a whole lot of financing. Yes, exactly. I don't know how fiscal years work. <laughs> they just choose a day. They're like, eh, it's May. And, and, and what you have around this table right now, that is that is probably your best Christmas tradition is family and friends getting together mm-hmm. and just being able to laugh around a table Yeah, and, and interact. Um, and that's which kind of brings brings up another, another thought from the past, um, not trying to be necessarily morbid, uh, I was probably 13, 14 year old when my, my grandfather passed away and, um, we're sitting, we'd done everything we needed to do over at the funeral home and everyone had gotten back. The phone rang and, you know, we answered it's like, Hey, is Wilson Joe there? It's like, yeah, granny got a phone call, set the phone down there in the kitchen. 
and a bunch of us around the table. That's what Southern folk do. It was like, you're not sitting in the living room. You're sitting around the table. And that little bitty kitchen she had in the back of the house. It was a pretty big kitchen. Uh, you put 15 people around that table, and that's all seating. That's all sitting, not counting the about seven or eight other people that'd be standing around. <laughs> piecemealing but um anyhow we're sitting there of course inevitably you, you get to talking when someone passes you get to talking about things they've done and different stuff and um good golly there was definitely quite a few tears but it wasn't necessarily tears of sorrow um the stories that they was telling and uh it was just it was absolutely hilarious and Someone walks back by and sees the phone's off the hook. What's the phone off the hook? Well, Granny got a call a while back. Did she get it in the other room? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I was on waiting for Wilsey Joe. Is she close? Well, I'll get her. How long you been on the phone? Oh, about 15, 20 minutes. Why didn't you just hang up? It's like. Well, I was just sitting there listening to all the stories. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I, I, really love I can hear the stories and hear you laughing. I'm sitting here. I'm just enjoying myself. <laughs> so what you're saying is your family was the first podcasters. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, really, I really love that. I really hope something like that happens when I pass. I hope a lot of people just have a good yeah. time and tell funny stories. And, you know, I, that's, that's what just, I want. That's gold right there. And yeah. so that that's so that, you know, that's. So when you think Christmas, you know, a lot of people, it's like, well, what I got for Christmas? What I got for Christmas? Um, no, man, it, it's Jesus came in so humbly. If we treat Christmas in that same humble fashion, the very simplest of things is is far beyond anything that you could get. Um, to say the least, the boys did not lack for um, video game entertainment. I didn't get a feed trough entrance into this world. No. No. no we, we Jesus did. Jesus did. It. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> it, it was not purple lined, that's for sure. Um, there was no no blessed robe in that uh, that trough. So oh, Where do you think he was born? The Nile? <laughs> no, but he did end up over near it um, a little later on after the Magi had uh, caught up with him in Bethlehem, back in Nazareth, in, uh, actually over near Galilee. And uh, so they'd gotten back there and finally. And so when you see them doing a, a nativity story in, in a church or something, and you see the three wise men showing up, it's like they weren't there. That was years later. So Yeah, and if you that, ask Uncle Cy, it was frankincense. Frankincent that he brought, <laughs> and uh, and there's there is a a really good study on the the gifts that they had brought. We're we're under the assumption it was three. There could have been just two. Could have been six. Doesn't say. Um, but the simple fact that they brought gold for his royal um, frankincense, which were um, um, incense that you would burn for a priest. And then, of course, uh, the myrrh was what they would use um, to um, part of your burial. So it is kind of the the culmination of that final that final destination that he would uh, be heading for that cross, and then to the tomb. 
so that was the three gifts and so it's kind of a deep meaning there for that yeah um i, I think i think more families just really need to to grasp a hold of the simplest of things and that is the simplest of things that have such a a greater meaning than than the way they have commercialized it now um that was the beautiful thing with charles schultz and um, oh, charlie brown charlie brown christmas um that was there's an entire scene there in the theater yeah. they were doing the reenactment uh, what linus said right then they wanted to silence him on that so um he stood strong and i mean realistically i guess if 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 it wouldn't have been for the issue that it was only about 30 minutes long that probably would have made the christmas list of movies and probably would have been number one, in my opinion, because um, that was just that um, that whole scene just kind of epitomized everything in Christmas and and yeah. real real meaning. And let's let's all face it; I, th- I think um, everyone at some point has looked at a little tree that just seemed awful wimpy and said, "That's a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. That would be cool." I think everyone's done that at least yeah. once. <laughs> our, our, our little tree here at the Faith Family Politics uh, Christmas tree, it's it's a little fuller. Laura actually uh, acquired that for us. So, nice. Looks uh, good. Looks good. Doing a little better than Charlie Brown here. Yeah. yeah. And I got the – Well, now – Our it, regular tree has yeah. got a little bit of lights going on it too. A little pizzazz. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, just, just keep in mind. Well, just remember now when uh, they're near the end, when everyone came over and started decorating the tree, it – that tree went from having about two branches to, yeah, looking about like that. Looking yeah. about like that. I guess this is this. I guess if you throw enough decoration the on a stick, it's going to look like a tree. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Lou? It's a good looking tree. Good looking tree. See, I, I was thinking. So the wise men showed up years later. Yeah. Right. So instead of bringing frankincense, they they were wise men. So they brought common sense. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think that's good for everyone because they took a different path home, and uh, Jesus and uh, the parents headed for Egypt. Well, I'd say so, by the time that the, they got there, he was probably already walking, right? I mean, at least right? he would have been. He'd have been around too because yeah. that was yeah. the whole deal. Is Herod didn't know how old he was, so he said up to two, and yeah. um, and then you yeah. had the the three kings probably because they they had they had, Orientar was probably. Then they good. come about good 12, distance. Late, late, 12 days later or something. No, like no. It no was, were, um, he was he would have been a toddler when they showed up. Um, he'd have been a couple years old. That star lasted for a while. Yes, yes, it did. Um, the internet really helps now. <laughs> <laughs> Except when it wants to point out the other stars. <laughs> um, the internet is more concerned with uh, Tom Cruise, Maverick, than jesus the messiah that's fair so just uh, it did really well in the box office i will give maverick that it did well because it did, did a whole lot better than aoc's new um oh. climate crisis movie oh <laughs> i just have to mention that real quick because i'm i'm not for, i'm sure it was over a million dollars that that thing cost to make talk about cow farts yeah it's opening weekend dad you want to you want to take a take a stab at how much that movie made and after 180 screens was it right that's about right alan that's right yeah 180 screens. It had to do better than uh, Strange World did. It made $10,000. <laughs> so actually, Strange World did better. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah, but, no, Strange, no, hold on. but well, okay. Strange World lost money, though. 
Strange uh, World cost about what a hundred over a hundred million dollars to make, it, and yeah. then it it is lost. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, uh, no. We live in a society that is woke, stupid, and yeah. Disney keep making movies. Just keep yeah. throwing your money away. Yeah. <laughs> Sooner or later, the mouse is going to be living in someone else's house because he ain't going to have one. <laughs> and then they raise prices at, at their Disney World and Disneyland too. I mean, I don't understand. They're showing that people are are paying for years and years and years. Are financing their trips to go to Disney World or Disneyland, and they keep raising their prices. I'm like. Can't you find another way to be successful so that you can subsidize those prices so people with children can actually go? Yeah. 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 The the whole notion is, is I mean, if... Well, they have to make their money somewhere because they keep losing well, money in, in the box office. In, so. in the box office. they got to be able to make these overpriced movies. Uh, no, I mean, realistically, you could, uh, for a family of four, with tickets to, um, tickets to it, if with hotel, hotel stay with... Um, Let's say two meals. So I'll give you one eighty a night. And that gets you into the theme park with two meals. That's your yeah. continental that's a continental breakfast and say a, a box lunch at the park. You are sleeping on the scratchiest blanket you've ever met. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think that could be yeah. met. I caught six months ahead for a hotel for Disney and um I paid three hundred dollars. For the whole week, yeah, and then go to Disney, and the prices were high. What year? What year was that? That was two years ago. Two years ago? Well, I just show the mor- show up the morning of, and right around noon, I just tell them I'll take a room that hasn't been cleaned yet. Get an awesome. I'm just kidding. There's yeah. no way on earth I would do that. I'm <laughs> such a germaphobe. There's it, no way on earth. <laughs> it makes sense that prices were down two years ago. Ah, I wonder why. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wonder. The greatest president might have been around. I don't yes. know. That's what they tell me. I'm the greatest president. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. That's what they tell me. I, I did see an interview with a guy <laughs> who literally was talking about all of his adventures around the world. Yeah. And the reason why he's able to travel all around the world on his decent budget is what? because he waits for catastrophic things to happen. And then he goes to those places. Hmm. He's like terrorist attack. I immediately get on a plane and fly to that place because the plate, the flight's super cheap. The hotels are super cheap and security is the best. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I literally, he's like, there was a bombing in somewhere in the Middle East. He's like, I literally got on a plane and flew there, there and back for $300. My hotel was like $25. I got a bus tour to go see all the sites and there was security everywhere. I was the safest I could possibly be. <laughs> I spent less than a grand. <laughs> and, and one of the guys goes, so did you go to New York during 9-11? He's like, I got to try some things there. <laughs> like, literally, that's what he does. He, that's his whole shtick in life. Is, that's how he sees the whole world. He waits for something bad to happen in your area of the world. He travels there. So, so in other words, so, so he's, he's been to several of the islands in the Philippines then, right? I would assume so. Yeah, Duterte, Duterte's like, we'll seven, shoot you if you come on the porch. He's like, I'm going there. Yeah, about <laughs> 1,700 islands that make up the Philippines. I believe it's what it is, about 1,700. So, I mean, when a tsunami goes through there, um, just kind of island hop. <laughs> so he, he's the real-life Uncle Frank from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 somehow better, in my brain, I was like, that's pretty genius. It's macabre, but it's so genius. Yes. It's one way of doing it. Uh, um, get, getting into the politics portion here, and uh, we had we had uh, last year we had um, well we didn't we didn't argue we had a debate it was a debate right Louis 
It's always a debate. <laughs> Last year we uh, we uh, we had a debate over the top five uh, Christmas movies. Now um, this one will be much harder, uh, to, much more difficult to, to narrow down to a top five. Um, we'll do our best, um, but Christmas top five Christmas songs. Um, I think we'll go around the, the table and have uh, have each of us uh, do our top five Christmas songs to our best of our ability. We'll try to whittle that down to what well, what we have be- between us to a top five between us. And it, we may or may not get there. Um, I wonder if my worst song, I, I made a worst song, the one I absolutely I, hate. I wonder if it's going to be in anybody's top five. <laughs> um, it might, might be. It might be. Um, I, I can tell you this. Um, Die Hard's not um, on any of these lists. Uh, it is a Christmas movie, though. It is a Christmas movie. And and for those haters yeah, out there, <laughs> and for those haters out there, yes, we know it opened in what June or July. Yeah, but it's not Christmas until, uh, was it is uh, Hans uh, Gruber. Gruber? Gruber, yeah, <laughs> falls off the. T- uh, I can never say Nakatomi. it. Nakatomi Tower. Yeah, <laughs> I'm biding my way through this, right? Yes. It's okay. I was I was recently told that that was the same building that was used in Airheads. In their heads, oh, with uh, um, Adam Sandler, yeah, and, Brandon uh, Fraser, and Brandon Fraser, and uh, man, what was what's his name? The pale fellow that's, that's always hanging around him. The yeah, I can't cra- think of his name. Crazy, crazy eyes, about the best. I yeah, can crazy put. eyes was was an actual character yeah, that he played. <laughs> I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's good. He, Steve yeah. Buscemi, yeah, really fantastic actor and, and and humanitarian too. Yes. Okay, so my top five. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll kick us off. Yes, go ahead. Um. They're not in any particular order. And it's really hard for me to dwindle down to five because I love so many Christmas songs. I'm a Christmas song nut. Maybe maybe you should, um, as we do these, and, and, you know, he has a rather prodigious list there, but maybe yeah. we should put a little time in between each one and maybe you can, maybe we can try to put them up so they can actually see them on the screen. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll do my best. You're welcome on the editing there, Josh. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Let's edit out what Alan said. That's faster. <laughs> yeah, it'd be would be a lot faster. That's what I'll just PowerPoint's not do what for. you said, and then I'll be fine. Yes. Uh, and for our audio listeners, you get to hear it, so I don't have to worry about any of it <laughs> for you guys. Um, so the top, uh, I, like I said, not in any particular order, uh, but I absolutely love Elvis Presley's "Blue Christmas." Um, I don't know who the actually, only one that's better than it would be Porky Pig. I don't know who. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do like that one too. It's fun. Um, I, I don't know who actually wrote it and I don't know if he was actually in the original performer. He probably um, wasn't, but I do love his rendition. Yes. Um, it's the one I'm familiar with. So maybe we should ask if anybody else has that on their five. That would have been on my top 10, but for like the last four years, I've, the majority of what I've been listening to has been kind of Christian contemporary Christian songs. Now they do go through and do the, the traditionals, you know, the, Come all you faithful and all the others, so right. joy to the world, and uh, which is really great. So you know, continue on. What's your number two? Oh, so, yeah. Um, believe it or not, the number two is not a crappy song. Um, it's actually really great. No, no, no jokes. There. Okay, nobody okay. heard that. Got the joke. Anyway, well, the it's number actually, two, the number two, we're going to step in at it at some point, but yeah. let's continue on. This is actually a really wonderful song. Um, it's a traditional hymn, uh, "Silent Night." Yes. I got that one. Yeah. So right. Silent Night for three of you? Yes. So that, yeah. 
that that'll probably that'll pro- that probably will end up on the top five. I yeah. bet. Um, this one I'm, I I may or may not be alone on this one. Uh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas is my number three. I'm on there. Cool. That's in my top ten. I don't know that it'd be my top five. All right. Nope, Lou. I gotta record it because there's two of us. So, yeah. Um, my uh, number four was uh, White Christmas. Which version? The the one that's in uh, Home Alone when he's he's uh, doing the. Uh, I got that one. Yeah, he's uh, boom, boom. yeah. Dum, da, dum, da, da, da. I don't know who who the actual uh, performers are on that one, but dreaming of a white like Christmas. Them. Yeah, times two. You got it. Actually, that that's why I asked. Yeah, is that uh, one on? Had, is that uh, one on your list yeah, as well? It's on that, your top that five. That would be on my. That would be in my top five. Cool. Um, so I'm 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 doing pretty good here. Yeah. Survey um, says. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, okay, that was number. Four. So number five here um, is walking in a winter wonderland. Because uh, I, I just I just love the melody of that song. It's fun. It's fun. It's real yeah. whimsical. I like it. But I'm not. I didn't put it on there. Lou, it's on you. Pop. Walking in winter wonderland. Yeah. Yes. In your top five. I, I, um, I'll run it with it. My top five. Okay. Um, now, that rendition, I believe, would fall to uh, Bill. Um, Pinkney, Pinky, and the Drifters. That sounds, I mean, I, I, so, I would say it's right. If, so it, if I, it's got I, the home alone. I, I want to make sure that we, you know, reference that correctly because um, you got Bing Crosby that done it. Good rendition, but um, in, in the end, I, I really think the, the, the Drifters with uh, Bill done a uh, very much on a playful side. Um, I have a lot of honorable mentions in my brain. Yeah. Um, so I just had the one honorable mention that I threw on the, on the pa- actual pa- paper though. And that was joy to the world. That was my honorable mention. Um, I didn't do like Alan, I, uh, a worst song. Cause I, it's, it's, it's tough for me to find a Christmas song that I don't like. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there is some out there and, but, uh, I really love joy to the world. That was my honorable mention. Okay. <coughs> All right. Um, We'll shoot over to Louie there yeah. and see where he's Louis, at. Louie's got a robust list there going, so let's see, let's see what he's got. 16 that I have over here. All righty. I have The Silent Night. Yep, that's on mine. Little yeah. Drama Boy. Which yeah. rendition? Because I tell you what, right now I've got a very new favorite, and I know a lot of people probably haven't heard them do it, and that's for King and Country. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, uh, they, they are good. You probably would like that version too, That, that version is. Jingle is, Bells. Yeah. I yeah. have that. It's not on my list, but that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> that one would definitely be on my list. Definitely in my top ten. I got uh, Oh Come, Oh Be Faithful. Come All You Faithful. Yeah. That's Anybody? A, and, um, no, it's not on mine. I, I like that song, but it's not on mine. I'm trying to uh, think of so, a rendition uh, of, um, that one could possibly be in my top five. So um, that'd be a we're one on, and a half. We're on six for you right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, holy night. Was it, oh, come all you, are you faithful? Yeah. Oh, holy night. I got that one. That one's very good. I like that yes. one. Yeah. 
and oh come oh ye faithful yeah i like that one a lot little town of bethlehem yep another good one joy to the world that was that that was my honorable mention Mm -hmm. yep santa claus is coming to town oh yeah deck the horse with oh bells of holly yeah yeah and um oh, holy night uh did i say that one yeah yeah and rudolph red no yeah that one. one and um police Navidad. no nice oh yeah Feliz no, Navidad. Most definitely that one would probably definitely be in my top five Feliz Navidad. come on Uh-oh. man you can't you can't help but have a good time with that one <laughs> i feel like that might be on alan's yeah. <laughs> negative list <laughs> that, the, i may have just named off his ugly one I don't like this one. It's I was like, why not, man? It's like totally fun, man. No, it's not that at all. I'm like, you're like eight in your top five. No, no, no. You have a, hard, you have I a hardy type top five, buddy. I, I have identified like top. I said, what would be in? I, I am more at the top ten than, than anything. Narrow down your list. Yeah, top. I'm working on it. It's, you use Louis to narrow it down. It is. It is a work in progress. Well, now that I know everybody else's list except for the one Gary's working on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go next. You yeah. give me yours yeah, and we'll narrow it. down five. All, all mine are just going to be one, 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 because no one else agrees except for Gary's top 25. Um, <laughs> he's got a double disc compilation he's working on. This uh, is Casey Kasem with the top 25 Christmas songs. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yes, that actually that was one of the ones... One of the first ones that I would. <laughs> I was, was going to say it was in his top five. I was like, "Dang it! How is it in your top five? <laughs> uh, I loved. Um, I love. It's the most wonderful time of year. I love that. Uh, which rendition? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm sure it's the like like a Sinatra. Like, I think. Is, yeah, like you know, the, like more of a, a full robust like a crooner, like a, yeah. like okay. a cro- like a crooner kind of thing. Yeah. Um, a holly jolly Christmas. Oh yeah. yeah. I like up tempo. I like that. Just you know. Yeah. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Most definitely. I already said it's beginning to look like Christmas because we had yeah. one agreement on there. Yeah. And then I went ahead and did a most hated. Um, because if you met me, that's just, I'm cynical. Um, Band Aid out of the 80s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh. Do they know that it's Christmas? Yeah. A super sad song about kids all around the world who aren't celebrating Christmas. And I can't tell you all the years I, I worked at a store and I set up the Christmas tree and we had a radio playing Christmas music. And I, I love that. That was fantastic. Actually, I was mentioning that to my one of my coworkers this week. I'm like, I miss that. I miss setting up the Christmas tree myself, putting the train out, a Lionel train. And then we had a radio playing Christmas songs all day long. It was great. It's fantastic. But that song would play probably five or 10 times, times a day. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the saddest Christmas song ever about, because all I could do is picture all the poor children in Africa that they show in the, every time. Every but time you got to like, narrow that down. Now, are we talking uh, you, um, Uganda? I don't know which country in Africa. Okay. But all well, I, know I is just needed to narrow that down. Which one is poor and just wretched? Well, that's the problem. I, well, I don't know. I think uh, it was just probably, poor because there weren't flies on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably easier to list the ones that aren't. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, you know, I'm not trying to get too political here, but I wonder what kind of like border security they have because why aren't the kids, why aren't the families, the parents in Ethiopia just walking across the border into another country? seems like Ethiopia is a pretty bad place to be, but hey, yeah, I, I've never been there. That reminds me of a, um, 
I, Laura and I watched a, a movie on our honeymoon. Uh, it was called a movie called Along Came Polly. Oh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, um, in the movie, uh, Ben Stiller and uh, Jennifer Aniston are going out, and, and she says, oh, I know about this great Ethiopian place. And he was like, oh, that's wonderful. They have their own cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Good golly, that's rough. I love that movie. Well, you know, um, that takes me back to when I was a kid. We went to Ponderosa one time. I know this way off base, but I went to Ponderosa and they were doing around the world cuisine and they had Ethiopian food. And I was like, <laughs> why aren't the bowls just empty? <laughs> I was like, I literally, you know, because I don't know, even a nine year old Alan had some kind of snarky comment. And like, literally, they're like, hey, go up there and enjoy the food. And I come back and I'm like, Hey, I was really disappointed. The Ethiopian bulls had food in them. Yes. <laughs> That's, that goes like, completely. Should, that counters that be in Ethiopia, right? I mean, that counters everything I've seen on TV. I yes. mean, was anything in those bowls honestly edible? It was just beans. It was like yeah. really nasty beans. But you know, for a place that has more sulfur water than actual fresh water, I don't understand. Like, if my kid's starving and we have sulfur to drink, I'm probably just going to pick my kid up and figure out how to get across the, the yes. line to yes. somewhere else. Yeah. Somewhere there's something better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, if, if people can hoof it from South America to the United States, you can hoof it out of Ethiopia. I'm just saying. You kidding? They're busting them now. Oh, well, they're they're, they're literally putting them on buses to the border. Um, there is a border city in Air, um, just outside of El Paso. Nice. That Mexico is literally busing them up there, waiting for Title 42 to close out so they can cross That's true. the border. Yeah. But it's not. So. It's not. Let's be clear about this. It's not Mexicans that are waiting there. No, it. no, they're already here. Those are already Americans. <laughs> because Mexico is saying we don't empty. want you here either. Mexico is completely empty at this point. Well, throw you on a bus. Because usually, when, on up. when Mexicans come here, they usually come here and they work hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, and they do it the right way usually. So, um, I just want to stick up for the the Mexican people. That's what I'm saying. Mexico is completely empty. Yeah. They're, they're 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 a good neighbor to the south, but they they're uh, unfortunately they're the cartels and stuff run things there. Back to Christmas songs, right? Okay. Um, yes, because let's put it back on where we're, what we're actually well, talking about. Um, so so far, uh, bef- just yes. Before before right, what so would be the tally for before the we get five. in my dad's top thousand? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the infomercial for this already. <laughs> Ten descent. <laughs> Gary's best. <laughs> We've got Silent Night uh, for three and White Christmas for three. So those those are leading. And then we have It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas for two. Walking in a Winter Wonderland for two. Oh, come all ye faithful for two. So we've got five right there. Uh, and if I don't know how Gary feels about Felice Navidad. If he's on Felice Navidad, then we have six. <laughs> Right. I don't have to be solid with it, but man, it's it, it it's just a it's a fun one. Um, I guess one that is not on there, Little Saint Nick, the Beach Boys. Okay, is that on your top five though? Um, that's actually top. It's 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 number six. Uh, that's your on, <laughs> that's your honorable mention. Yes. So now he's yes, it's my honorable now he's mention. stepping into the it's top five. My honorable mention. Um, I'll lead off. At least he stepped out of the number two. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of the number 10. I, I blame Prancer. Yes. All right, so really, did we get five? Did we really just get five without any problems? 
I, yeah. well, he, he, did you, you're going to name off your five dad that you had? Cause I tell you what, real, realistically, you want to look at the list? Realistically, <laughs> let's run with those. Let's run with those. Um, Plus. Now, I want to hit some that are not on the list, but they are good ones. And that's, Mary, did you know, that would have been my number one. Okay. Hey, you got to remember. My mommy's name's Mary. Well, no, I'm picturing, um, I'm, my, picturing <laughs> I'm picturing you in the background, right? Yeah. Santa Claus hat on, just belting out, right? And it's like those old Mary, infomercials where all the songs are scrolling. <laughs> you'll get da 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 plus thirty four. Yeah, he's scrolling through his top thousand there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Hey, listen, there's a lot of great music out there, and you just can't go wrong with any of it. Listen, my top five, what we've got down so far, I love. And there's enough of them in, in my top five to match with that. Mary, did you know? Uh, number two, Silent Night. White Christmas is number three. Mary, did you know, Mary? Yes, yes. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Not just any version, the Bruce Springsteen version. Okay, that's okay. fair. That's a good one. All right. And then, then man, I had to go back. I had to throw back Little St. Nick. So that's an original. You, there's, um, I kind of like original artists with the original song. Um, so OG. Yes, yeah. so an OG, so Little St. Nick, that rounds out my top five. And, yes, I could totally, I could pull I could pull 85 if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> I'm offended you know. that the Dirt King didn't make your top five with Dear Santa. In all honesty, the other thing was a redneck 12 Days of Christmas from Jeff Foxworthy. Um, and then, <laughs> cool. then, realistically, if you wanted to get down to it, you've got the theme song. From National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Holiday Road. And no grandma yeah. got ran over by a reindeer. And yes. I think you guys completely missed what I said there. The Dirt King did a song called Dear Santa. That's me. Oh, yeah. I was the Dirt King. Sorry. That was my musical career just down the toilet. But uh, the song Dear Santa, I, I was I was a crowning achievement of mine. So if you, if you have a chance to, uh, or if you want to hear that song, I'll send it to you. Just message us on info at revolverbroadcasting.com, info at revolverbroadcasting.com, and... Uh, It'll be a safe, secure way to let us know that you want to hear Dear Santa. Yeah. Yes. You want to hear it. <laughs> it should be in your top five. I'm like <laughs> these guys. Gee whiz. Oddly <laughs> enough, was it in his top five? It, it actually well, wasn't. Because I have to be humble. It can't be in my top five. <laughs> it wasn't his top ten, though. <laughs> they tell me I'm the humblest. I'm the humblest. To, it's not, I'm not saying that. That's probably what they tell more, me. Probably a little more humble me. than Lincoln. Or I'm more, more humble than Lincoln or Washington, I tell you. <laughs> So you're, you're definitely more <laughs> humble than uh, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top five, Alan. Top five. Uh, number one, Silent Night. Number two, White Christmas. Number three, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Number four, walking in a winter, winter, blah, 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 walking in a winter wonderland, not walking. We don't have uh Hess on. Let's go walking. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're uh, walking in a winter wonderland. One, one one and, <laughs> and last, but definitely not least, because Gary has <laughs> at least 150 more for the least line, uh, would be, oh, come all you faithful. Yeah. That's a good So thing, be sir. faithful to the Lord who came on a winter's night. We don't know what time of it's season it may have been springtime, but, but could have been springtime. Uh, but that's your... Faith, Family, and Politics, yes. top five Christmas songs in the bank. In the bank. I'm sure that you're going to burn bank it on, in your, the books. on your CD burner tomorrow. 
Yes. You're welcome to all the people who own the rights to the songs. <laughs> yeah. Getting um, downloads. Yeah. Downloads. Yes. Cause that's the way you get your, you can see music today. Anyway. Um, the, the man who told us about the birth of Christ tonight, the host of more on the more, my father, Gary Moore, the other Santa. <laughs> and as we learned tonight, he's been doing windows and doors since the 1800s. <laughs> and uh, just before I do the rest of the outros, he's going to lead us in prayer to close yes. this thing out. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you praise, going on our first for our salvation. Lord, we thank you that we could sit around the table, have a good laugh. Lord, it was an absolute blessing just to, to be around the table with friends and family. We just ask, Lord, uh, let everyone just find something that they can rejoice about. Let them comment and share all the content that it takes place on Revolver Studio Broadcasting, Lord. We just ask as this show is coming to a close, we glorify you and praise you in Jesus' heavenly name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer, Pop. Uh, next to him, you know him, you love him, and we thank him for joining him, joining us. <laughs> I've been gone. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> He's back, though. He made it for the Christmas episode. Host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Woohoo! Love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. You had a single person cheer for you, sir. Yes. <laughs> and then across from him, the Puerto Rican Santa Claus himself, the host of Rodriguez Rants, Louis Rodriguez. <sighs> yes, sir. <laughs> All we got was <laughs> Merry Christmas. All. There we go. Yeah, there there we go. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, and Feliz Navidad. Yes. 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 <laughs> and uh, I've been your host. Some, some might say you're a fantastic host. I don't know. Uh, wishing you a Merry Christmas. What's, what's going on there, Lou? Uh, I was just wondering if you're dreaming over here. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Feliz Navidad. Uh, we're going to be back um, the, the second week of, uh, of January. So uh, be looking out for that. Until then, have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Dear Santa, bring me some presents. Been a real good kid this year. Dear Santa, bring me some presents. Hope this list you can hear. Hope this list you can hear.